Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so excited to welcome Rachel to the podcast today. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. What is your question for me today? Yes. So my question um, is, I feel like some important decisions in my life that, you know, should have been made by me were kind of dictated and, and made by my parents. And I'm curious, how do I, you know, rectify slash come to terms with these things years later? Mm, mm, let's get more specific. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. I hope so. Yeah, I hope yeah. it can be helpful. The kind of the specific instance that I'm thinking of is when I was, you know, going into high school, you know, my parents kind of came to me and were like, hey, we can't keep up dance classes for you. Mm. Um, And I had been doing dance for a few years and it was something that I had really grown to love. It was like kind of this, you know, like therapeutic outlet for me. And, you know, it just like really resonated with me. I loved it. And, you know, for financial reasons, we couldn't keep up with it, but also, they were saying how, you know, it's not conducive to having a family, you know, pursuing dance down the road or like doing it professionally, as well as like, you know, I offered to, you know, get a job and help pay for those dance classes. Mm, Wow. Um, But they like shot that down pretty quickly. And Mm. ever since then, I've just had that what if, you know, I always wanted to, you know, take dance classes in college that never really happened because I was studying and had to, like, I wasn't studying dance. And so there wasn't very much time to do that. And so it just feels sort of like this, like lost potential and like this talent that I just let go to waste. And Mm. it like, honestly causes me like quite a bit of resentment towards my parents when I think about it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It sounds like in addition to resentment or maybe underneath the resentment, there's a lot of sadness. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I would agree. (laughs) You know, that you, you lost this part of you that really meant something to you and that you loved. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And so I think it's first, it's really important to honor that sadness and to grieve that loss. Like, wow, I could have, you know, what could have been and allow yourself to have those feelings. Have you allowed yourself that? Um, I've definitely, you know, like cried about it a handful mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've had lots of chats with like my husband about it. He's really understanding and my sisters and some friends as well. Um, good. So I've, you know, I've, I've had some of those moments. Okay, good. What do you feel like you need to have a conversation with your parents? It's something I've thought about. I'm not sure how well it would go just because like they have like some pretty strong opinions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I tried to tell them that my upbringing wasn't as perfect as I think they think it was, you know, or that they weren't, you know, maybe as perfect of parents as like they thought that they were, they would get pretty defensive Mm because that kind of thing has happened in the past. Okay. Okay. So you don't have a lot of 
faith that they'll be able to hear it in a way that would be helpful for you. Right. Exactly. They'll personalize it or make some kind of conflict. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So if you did talk to them, if you chose to, can I give you a couple of suggestions? If you ever did. Absolutely. I'd love that. So I would say, I would say up front, Hey, I want to have a conversation with you. It's probably going to bring up a lot of feelings. So when would be a good time to have a difficult conversation? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't just spring it on them. So I'd ask them, yeah, you know, are you willing to have a hard conversation with me? And when would that be a good time? And then when that time happens, if, if they agree to it, I would let them know up front what you need from them. Yeah. Like, I need you to listen to me and hear my feelings and validate my feelings. I don't want to hear your point of view in this conversation. We can have a different one where you can tell me what it was like for you, but I need you just to hear my point of view on this, you know, so kind of let them know exactly what you want because they'll probably not know how to respond because most parents get defensive, you know? Right. And, you know, I know that they were doing the best that they could as well, which Mm -hmm. is hard because, you know, I know that there's, there's not a perfect parent out there. I'm yeah. sure like, you know, I won't be a perfect parent, you know, when I have kids and there will, will be things that I do wrong. But, you know, like you said, like, like hopefully I can take it gracefully. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids do want to talk to me about that kind of thing. And um, kind of along, like kind of hand in hand with this is sort of like, I, you know, like it's kind of like a two part, okay. I guess, example. So there's the dance thing. And then I'm going to be a mom soon. So I'm actually having a baby in December. Oh my goodness. What, when are you I'm due? Excited. Uh, the 17th of December. Okay. So my daughter's the 17th and I'm the 20th. So oh, really? we, we like December in our December <laughs> birthdays and it's not, oh, people go like, oh no, so close to the holidays. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That, I'll just make sure to make it very like, you got to have your birthday celebration and your Christmas yes, thing yes. separately, right? Okay. So you're um, becoming, sorry, got off track on oh, December <laughs> birthdays. Um, so you're That's having right. a baby. I'm having a baby okay. and I'm working right now. And I'm really, um, you know, I've, I'm kind of having this internal struggle of whether to be a stay-at-home mom or whether to continue pursuing a career. And I always felt like, you know, because, you know, my parents... So they always encouraged us to be stay-at-home moms. And mm-hmm. it was, I know you've talked about this on your page before with like kind of it being sexist that to like tell females that the only reason, you know, to go get a college degree is so that way you can support your husband if something happens, you know yeah. what I mean? Something yeah. happens to him. And, um, you know, I like, that's what I was taught growing up, Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, And, um, you know, when I'd bring up like, Hey, you know, like, what should I be when I grow up? If I just be, you know, chatting with my mom or something, she'd be like, well, of course a mom, you know, I'd be like, well, yeah, but like, what else, you know, like what else Mm. could I do? And, you know, I'm coming upon this decision and I don't, I'm not really in a job that I love. It's, Mm -hmm. I haven't found that career that like really sparks, you know, lights a fire under me, I guess. Yeah. And, um, but I, I do value motherhood and, you know, being a stay at home mom, I know would be, you know, an important job too. It's absolutely a a full-time job in and of itself. But I, you know, my, my dad has like pulled my husband aside before and 
behind my back and kind of been like, Hey, like, I think that Rachel should be a stay at home mom and you know, this and that. And like, that really hurt me. And, you know, my husband is super supportive of whatever I want to do. He's not, you know, trying to make me be a working mom, make me be a stay at home mom. He's just open to whatever. And fortunately, you know, he could support us, you know, if I did stop working, but, you know, I feel like, like, this is a decision that I have to make for myself. Mm. And I've always been kind of a people pleaser. And so it's hard for me to know that my parents want me, you know, to be a stay at home mom, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's really what I want to do yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I'm trying to not let, you know, some of this resentment, like, I don't want to just choose to be a working mom because they don't want me to be, or because they don't want me to be, you know, and kind of like, I don't want to do it despite them. Right. Right. Um, I want to make the decision, you know, for myself, that's best for my family, but it's kind of hard to like separate some of those like negative feelings I feel towards them um, when, when coming up on this decision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first boundaries with your parents. Mm hmm. I, with your husband, I would absolutely sit them down and say, we are not interested in your input about our life choices unless we come to you and ask. Mm -hmm. So don't like, we don't want your advice right now unless we ask for it. Yeah, It's not helpful. It's confusing. And what you want for my life doesn't (laughs) like, that's not why I'm living my life. Right. You know, not that it doesn't matter. But it's like, it's not the main thing and it's confusing right. to me. It's not helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. So can you imagine you and your husband sitting your parents down and just saying, you know, please don't comment or give input about our life choices unless we ask? I could see that. I feel like that could be like a an okay conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might, like, it might, you know, make my dad especially feel pretty defensive, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you just have to say what needs to be said. And then I do think in the long run, it could be a helpful conversation. Yeah. Well, not just for this, but for other things too. Yeah. Number one rule for parenting adults. So for any parents listening, do not give input advice or anything else like opinions unless you're asked. Mm -hmm. That's number one, my number one rule (laughs) for parenting adult children that you're not parenting them anymore. So back off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is helpful to hear. It's, and it's your job to let them know what's okay and what's not okay for you and your family. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how do you tease through all those messages, right? Yeah. And you don't have to decide right now. Okay. You can wait, have the baby, see how you feel, see what you want. And you don't have to decide I'm going to be a stay at home mom, or I'm going to be a working mom. You, that's a false dichotomy, right? You can be a, the primary parent and you can work and Or you can be the co-parent with your partner and work, or you can be at home full time. Like there's all different variations. So it's not one or the other. And you don't have to like proclaim, I'm going to be this because it might change in six months or three months or 10 years or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's important to allow 
yourself to change your mind because mm-hmm. maybe you start down a path and you're like, actually, this isn't as good for my family as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to change directions a little bit. Yeah, I guess I, you know, kind of with the career thing, it almost feels like, you know, because dance was this thing that like this talent that mm-hmm. got wasted. Yeah. And um, with my career, it sort of feels like the last thing that I have for like for myself that I could turn into something amazing, you know? Yeah. And I didn't get to do that before with, you know, this thing I loved with dance, but yeah. I could still do that with a career, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also hard not knowing what the career path is yet. <laughs> well, have you, have you ever thought about teaching dance? Um, you know, I, I've thought about it once or twice, but I, you know, I don't know if I, if I would do that. Enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it wouldn't be pushing me. I'd probably have to teach a pretty low level of dance. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so what do you think you would enjoy professionally? Um, I had, I had thought about counseling for a while, like before. I love that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little biased. Um, yeah. <laughs> Before I had, um, you know, I served a mission for uh-huh. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, after the mission, I was like, that might be like too heavy for me to handle every day, you know, because mm-hmm. you sort of are a counselor in a lot of ways when you're out on a mission talking to people. Yeah. Uh, and so besides that, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I still need to explore a lot of a lot of avenues. Yeah. Well, and just so you know, if you choose to be a counselor. You don't have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. I've never done it all day, every day, ever in 30 years, yeah. <laughs> which is part of like, I, I really like that, that it's, you know, it's flexible and I get to set my own hours and, but I've never done it every day because that would be too much for me. Mm-hmm. So you get like, you have a lot more control and more yeah. say in how you craft your life than I think you can see right now. Yeah. Like it's not all or nothing. How do I like switch that mindset? Well, first is recognize when you're doing that. Like, oh, if you're thinking in this or this, challenge that. Like, oh, is there something in between? You know what? There, there is a lot in between full-time stay-at-home mom and 60 hour a week, high-powered CEO, you know, (laughs) I mean, there's just lots (laughs) of other options in between those two. And there's nothing wrong with either. I'm I'm just kind of trying to paint a picture. There's nothing yeah. wrong with either of those. And there, there are lots of things in between, lots of mm-hmm. other ways to do life. And so I think it's helpful to identify and then recognize that your life is your creative product. Mm. It's not dance necessarily. It might be dance might be part of what you weave into your life, but your life is your creativity. So how are you going to bring your creativity to how you live your life and how you structure it and how you, you know, the choices that you make, you can be creative in living your life. I like that. Yeah. I actually like saw a quote like a couple of weeks ago that was like, you're like the only person who's responsible for your, your life, you know? And so at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you know, when you look back on your life, you want to be proud of it. It doesn't matter if someone else is proud of it you know, as long as you're proud of what you did and what that you put everything that you had into it. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so counseling is an option. 
Is there anything else that you think, oh, I could maybe do that writing or, you know, what are some just brainstorm with me here? Yeah, I actually, so I, I like tried starting a little business with my sisters Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. It was kind of a fun way for us to just like stay in touch. We made like little clay earrings. It was really fun, you know, like awesome skill and stuff. I Um, bought a lot of clay earrings during the (laughs) pandemic. So maybe I bought some from you. (laughs) Same, same. Yeah. We were like, wait, like we could actually probably make these, you know, because we were all obsessed with them as well. Um, But yeah, it was really fun. And, you know, it kind of fizzled out as life got more normal and busy and, and things like that. So but I still have very much like a creative spirit within me. And mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be and kind of an entrepreneurial spirit as well. I yeah. kind of would love to own my own little shop or like something mm-hmm. like that. I know like the logistics are kind of what have kept me from doing that, you mm-hmm. know, just with like taxes and anyways, just all the logistics of like being a business owner, but it's still like, it still really interests me or like at least maybe working for like a small company, like a small boutique or online shop, Mm -hmm. you know, that has that same feeling where I could, you know, get out my creativity, you know, like create things. But there's less of that out here in Georgia where I'm at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's a lot of that in Utah, you know, where I like used to be and, and stuff like that. So um, I would just have to kind of hunt around for it. Yeah, I think if you are open to all of these ideas, things will unfold. Like as you get more information and you make more relationships and you look into schools and you um, reach out to shops that you think are really cool, doing cool things and like have that in your mind, like this, I'm going to create my life and I'm going to use my creativity to find my thing. Yeah. That it'll like, it'll, it'll be clear. It'll be clearer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to decide right now what Mm -hmm. you want to do or be for the rest of your life. And guess what? It can change. Mm -hmm. It can evolve. I like that. Now I'm also curious, like, so as you know, like, as I do, like go into motherhood how do I help? Like, cause you know, sometimes I, like, I still feel sometimes this resentment with my parents and I'm going to try having a conversation with them, setting those boundaries. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you know, if those feelings do come up down the road, like I want, like, I want my daughter to have a good relationship with her grandparents, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I just like have to be away from them or, you know, like I feel uncomfortable, like they're watching my every move or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, if the way that I parent or, you know, I'm not sure exactly how that'll look, but you know, how do I like cope with those feelings of resentment as, you know, a mother coming up here soon? Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good question. Are they going to be watching your every move? Like, is that the kind of people they are? Or is that like a fear that you have? Like, what? Tell me more about that. I think it's like, it's a fear that I have. And then like, they have, like, they'll talk to me about things (laughs) that my sisters, you know, have done with their kids. 
you know, as parents that like, they don't really approve of or this or that. So like, it's a little bit like a gossipy type thing. So like, maybe they wouldn't tell me to my face, but like, (laughs) I know what they've said, you know? Okay. So you can't control what they say and who they say it to. Mm -hmm. You can control what you're willing to talk about with them Mm -hmm. and the boundaries you're willing to set with them directly. Right. So mm-hmm. if they say, oh, so-and-so, she, you know, she didn't potty train until they were three and that's so horrible or whatever they say, you right. could say, you know what? I'm not willing to talk about Janet when she's not here. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm changing the subject. Like you yeah. can set that boundary. That's where you have control. And then you can also reinforce the boundary. It's, it's the same boundary, different, different um, topic, but I'm not interested in your input unless I ask. And I know that's going to be really hard for you because you have a lot of really good ideas that you're not going to be able to share with me, but I need to figure this out. Okay. I like that. I I'm sensing a pattern here. (laughs) (laughs) And Rachel, this is, this is all good. It's all part of continuing to grow up. You've created your own family unit and I've noticed that particularly with Latter-day Saint families, there's kind of this enmeshment where parents really feel like, oh, we're still the parents and we get to have all this say in your life. And mm-hmm. and it's just not necessarily very healthy. And it sounds like your parents have had too much say in your life. And right. so it's time to kind of pull back and you may get pushback. They may mm-hmm. be upset and that's part of the deal. Yeah, you know, if like they always say how easy like my sisters and I were to raise. They were like, oh, like they we had, you know, no problems and like they'd always tell us about the compliments that people gave them about like, wow, what are you doing as parents? That's like your girls are just amazing, you know, and yeah, like it kind of reinforced like, wow, I'm doing like a really good job. Like all of these people approve of like my behavior. Yeah. And 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 so I, you know, I never rebelled. <laughs> yeah. You know, none of us like ever rebelled, you know, and and um I just don't know that we felt like we could. Like, I mean, we would kind of get like put back in our place pretty fast if we ever did try to. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, now I'm kind of like to that point where I'm just like, you know what, leave me alone. Like I need to be my own person now. And yeah. it's kind of hard to, I mean, I'm still like, you know, getting into end of my adulthood. And, you know, it's, it's a big transition. And, you know, I want to, to make my parents happy, but it just can't be a priority anymore. Like it just, you can't said be it to me anymore. <laughs> it can't be more important than making yeah. you and your partner and your child to be happy. That's your mm-hmm. priority. Yeah. And they may not like that. And that's, that's part of growing up disappointing your parents. Right. <laughs> yep. So Rachel, what are you going to take with you from our our time today? Well, I think I'm going to make a plan with my husband about how we could chat with my parents and set some boundaries and you know, I so yeah, I think that's a big part of it as well as like even just myself speaking up and maybe setting a boundary here or there and I'm going to put some more thought into having a conversation about like how it felt for me, like my experience with, you know, losing out on 
dance and that kind of thing. And I'm going to think about, you know, maybe having that conversation with them because it might be helpful because it just comes up now and then. And I really want to get past it. So I might, I might do that, but I think the boundaries as well as like exploring some career options, like maybe writing down ideas and just getting more creative with it yeah. um, is what I'm going to do here. Well, yeah. and if you do decide to go the, the counseling therapy route, you can feel free to reach out to me. And That's I know a lot you. about educational <laughs> options and, you know, different things oh, yeah. like that. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I could only dream of being as good of a therapist as you. <laughs> oh, you were sweet. Oh, well, Rachel, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I really, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to uh, what you've shared. And I hope it was helpful for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. Hi, friends. Have you ever thought of working with me as your personal coach? Well, I have a couple of openings for women in Utah or virtually all across the globe, and I would love to work with you. I'm a licensed therapist, and I've been specializing in women's emotional health and relationships for nearly 30 years, and I've transitioned to doing personal coaching. I love it, and I'm excited to work with you. I help women making career and life decisions, communication training, moving on after children have moved out of the home or after divorce, finding your passion in life, or creating partnership in your marriage and family. I also work a lot with faith transitions and mixed faith marriages. I'm confident that I can help you create the life you love. I can't wait to work with you. And you can use code 150OFF for $150 off priority coaching with me. Go to drjuliehanks.com coaching or email hello at drjuliehanks.com for more information. Again, that code is 150, so 150 off, OFF. talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.